0: all we need is a little understanding walk a mile in their shoes and if we keep our hearts open-minded we'll enjoy this wild ride called life and if we keep Enjoy this wild ride, this wild ride called Life. Hi guys. Thank you all for being so um so patient. We had miscommunication, technical difficulties, all the things that you can You can imagine that happens. It's been a long time, so I'm so excited for this episode. I haven't done one. If you've been following me, I haven't done one in months um, with everything that happens in life. So this is a very special episode, episode 142. So that right there is huge, 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 huge for us. And it is not just any typical episode. I actually met this beautiful woman months ago. She did a meet and greet and stole her story. And I was just like obsessed. And I, um, she's just very inspiring. So I can't wait for for us to bring her on in. We're not going to be able to cover everything in this episode because I tell you her book, Book okay, we'll talk about this. There's no way we can do this in 30 minutes. You're gonna have to go get her book so you can continue to read every single detail about her life and just be in awe and then just get in touch with her and and learn from her and all of these things. So let's do this, let's begin. Uh, thank you so much, and all right.
1: Hello, hello, (laughs) how are you, Annette?
0: Good, thank you so much. We've been trying to do this for months, but life just happens. And so I'm really excited to have you on here. I was just telling people that I had met you at a meet and greet you did out here. I brought two friends and we were just like in awe of you as a person and then your story and of course your book. I couldn't even put it down. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, because I know you can't cover everything in just an hour not even 30 minutes. Like this, this is a continuous journey that you have been on. So Miss Contreras, um, I I don't even, I have no words. I just think that, and I know you've probably heard this before and I sound like such a fangirl, but for real, you are such an inspiration to those who feel
1: like they can't continue to move on. Well, thank you, Annette. Thank you, Annette. It's so important for us to tell our stories. Um, There are many people out there that have stories to tell and I'm, I'm thrilled that I connected with you. Um, thank you for your service um, to you. this great country. And I look forward to the podcast.
0: I, I love it. I, I thank you so much just for being here. Uh, even after everything you've gone through, I don't even know where to start, but I do. I want to go back to how you were brought up your life. People, so people can know how you started and then how you got to where you are, because we all have some kind of, some kind of, I don't want to say we all have some kind of trauma. We all have kind of a mess in our life that we do not like to talk about, especially I think as Latinas, as uh, raised me, Catholic, Hispanic, Peruvian, all these things, we did not talk about our life outside the house. There was no way. So can you just share with us how you, your upbringing a little bit and, and, you know, anything you're comfortable with, of course, um, so that we can show our guests that your past
1: does not have to define you. Yeah. So, um, you know, my story is so voluminous. It's just it's so many facets of my life. I've gone through a reinvention of Rebecca four times. <laughs> and, you know, the good news, isn't it? Uh, you know, life goes on and, you know, crap happens in life. And how you navigate it and deal with it is so important to you determining how you live your best life. For me, I am a border town gal. I grew up in El Paso. Uh, I uh, we grew up in abject poverty. Uh, My mother was a product of the welfare system her whole life. Um, So there are four of us kids. And, um, you know, I'm a Latina and my dad was from Yugoslavia. He was actually the owner of a nightclub. My mom was a dancer at didn't know him. Um, I was a one night. he was a one night stand. My baby sister's dad was African-American and my brother's dad was was black. I mean, was Mexican. So we had, we used to joke with my mom, you just need Asian to complete the circle of diversity. (laughs) But you know, none of us knew our fathers. Um, Mom was just sick. Um, She had a lot of issues. She had drug addiction, Uh, LSD and heroin were her drugs of choice. She had issues with alcoholism and mental illness and just trauma, trauma, trauma. And it really plagued our entire childhood. And, um, we grew up, uh, you know, pretty much by ourselves. My grandmother, bless her heart, she did what she could to care for us. Uh, when I was five, she told us she was going to the grocery store and never came back and abandoned us. My sister was six months old when that happened. Um, and, you know, we we should have been a product of the foster care system if it hadn't been for that abuelita, that grandmother that really took us in and and did what she could. to. All of a sudden, she had four, you know, kids full time and the baby was, you know, six months old and she had to be mom to us and she struggled. My grandmother didn't have as much as even a sixth grade education. She she also worked really hard her whole life. She was a cook at the bus stop in El Paso by Juarez and, you know, did what she could to provide for us, but we didn't know where my mom was. And so for two years, she lived on the streets and um, in her addiction and, and prostitution and all sorts of issues. And long story short, she ends up coming back and, you know, tears us away from my grandmother and moves us to Austin. I was 12 when I started living with my mother and it was very difficult because I um, I didn't know her. And, you know, there were a lot of issues with us and she was trying to be mom and she had cleaned up her act in terms of her addiction, but she never dealt with her mental trauma and all of the abuse that she sustained. So, you know, abuse people, abuse people, trauma breeds trauma. And I talked a little bit about this when you and I met in my session and it's so important for people to understand that even though you have a horrible upbringing and you have tragedy or trauma that happens in your life at some point you will become an adult yourself and you've got to make decisions for yourself and so i spun out of control my poor mother tried very hard to help me i tell the full story in lost girl she uh she tried to you know try to get me to stop you know using drugs and stop drinking alcohol and you know sneaking out of the house and all the stuff that i did as a wayward teen the whole story the first three chapters of lost girl are dedicated to my 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 upbringing and uh at age 17 ended up pregnant and dropped out of school and you know just started down a down spiral uh, path as a single mom on welfare and Uh, on on a path to become that Latina statistic, you know, of dropout pregnant. And we have the highest pregnancy rate in America, which is really, really tragic. But, um, you know, my mother um, took that little girl away from me. So I I wouldn't uh, mishandle her and raise her for the first year. And I ended up moving out. And, um, you know, at age 19, after I hit rock bottom, sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we recognize it. I uh, decided uh, to go back to school and, Give my heart to God and try to try to get, do some, do something for this mess of a life that I had created. Here I was, 19 years old. My daughter was almost a year and didn't know me. And um, anyway, met my husband in a little bitty church in East Austin that I started attending that was doing a lot of gang outreach. And I tell the whole story in the book. But uh, went back to school, got my GD, and I actually entered a welfare to work program and landed a job by one of the most powerful women in Texas at the time, Ann Richards. And you know, when I first saw Ann Annette and she was the first woman in power that I had ever seen, the first woman boss that I had ever seen. And I became her receptionist and started my government career journey. and. The rest is history i went back to school and got some good mentors around my life and good training and started looking up to women that cared about me that could help me and men that could help me and 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 started dealing with my own trauma and my own mess and getting help psychologically and you know cleaning my act up and uh, i ended up getting my daughter back my mom gave her back to me i got married to my husband now 32 years and Uh, climbed my way all the way up. My last boss was George W. Bush. I I was asked to join him um, when he got elected president. And, you know, here I was in the White House as a Latina, no formal education, you know, pinching myself, wondering, wow, if anybody had ever told me at age 17 when I was strung out on drugs and a dropout and in abject poverty, one day you're going to be advising the leader of the free world. I probably would have said them uh, a few curse words (laughs) and other words, but uh, I'm now an entrepreneur and I, I run a consulting practice of about a hundred people across seven states. And I'm just so blessed to, to, to be living my best life, despite all the issues of my past. I, I freaking
0: love it. And I know there were certain times there, there was parts in your book where you talked about God, how you were angry at him and you just couldn't understand, like, why would your mom leave and all these things? So how did you get back into God is good. Cause there's a lot of people in life who, when bad things happen, of course, cause that was me, I was so mad. Like why, why me? Yeah. If there's a, if there's a God, he wouldn't have let this happen. And so there's several circumstances in our life where we do that. We look to him and say, why did you let this happen? How did you get back into having that faith again?
1: You know, James Dobson wrote a book many years ago called when God doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and in the entire book, he talks about issues that happen in life and you know, pain and tragedy and trauma that, you know, God's heart was never for me to get abuse, sexually abused at 13 by a man that was 10 years my elder. Yeah. Um, you know, God's heart was not for me to be abandoned. None of that is, but life happens. Um, you know, I uh, I actually, when I went back to church at age 19, um, I really had uh, an encounter with God and I, um, I was under the ministry of a man that taught was teaching different. And when I first heard God is love and God actually, Jeremiah 20, 29, 11, for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. I actually found out that God actually knew who I was and that he had a plan for me. And I just started down my journey of healing. You know, uh, President Bush used to say government can lend a hand, but only God can change a heart. Um, And that is so true. Um, You know, God had to change my heart. My mom and I started down the journey of healing together and I found out and I forgave her and I found out she really did not mean to hurt me. Like she was an addict and she had mental illness and I learned to just love her where she was um, in the middle of her pain. And she was doing her best later in life to be mom. And, you know, it's just forgiveness. It's embracing forgiveness. It's embracing, uh, it's embracing life to say, you know, life happens, and when life happens to you, there are really two things you can do. You can become bitter, embittered, and 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 live in pain and trauma your whole life, or you can forgive and release and let go and renew yourself in terms of new thinking, new a new strategy, you know, going back to school and getting mentors around my life. So for me, it's been a process and a life journey. I do actually talk in Lost Girl and give some great tips on life transformative tips that worked in my life to change. A lot of it is getting rid of uh, toxic thinking and changing your thought process uh, that then translates into change of behavior. But forgiveness, Annette, for me was a huge catalyst for change that's hard
0: too and, and you mentioned these things you wrote in the book i could have highlighted like the whole book <laughs> i was like ooh, this one and this one and these quotes and the bible verses and all these things that you put in here i was like god this is just we need this you know because there are so many things we've gone through in life and we don't know how to let it go and forgiveness is hard it's hard and, and to believe again that we were you know all these things happen for us, not to us. And it, it's hard to even think like that when the worst
1: things have happened. And you've been through a lot of shit. Excuse oh, me. <laughs> I no, mean. let me tell you, I always, I always tell people when the shit hits the fan, there's nothing you can do, but just flail, you yeah. know? And so, you know, after you're finished flailing, then, then you got to calibrate, recalibrate yourself and stop. For me, it's been about um my prayer life my uh, my embracing of transformation and getting in the seat of, of being the driver of my future there's a whole chapter in lost girl that i dedicate to drive your own future like you are the only one now when i was 10 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 i couldn't uh, impact all the nonsense around me but when i turned 18 and 19 and 20 guess what i'm going to get in the driver's seat of my own future and you know Especially now, Annette, there's so much trauma happening in America. People yeah. have been through a lot of stuff the last two and a half years with COVID and all the stuff going on with the economy and, and just tragedies. I, I have friends of mine that have lost loved ones. Um, tragically overnight, literally they were sick, weren't sick one day, the next day they are gone. And, you know, we, uh, we certainly want to grieve. I'm in the middle of a, of a, a series right now on on my website that I'm teaching on pain on purpose on purpose means it has a purpose behind it. Yeah. And you know, we all go through pain. It's how we navigate that pain and how we embrace the change that has to happen through it. And, For me, my life uh, early on did not make sense. I've had people say, would you go back and change all of that? I don't know that I would want to change the way things happen to me. Maybe I would change staying in school and getting, you know, a formal education. But I, I am who I am today because of all of the trials and the things that I lived through. And it's made me a better human. It's made me a better wife, a better mom, a better grandmother. It's made me a better CEO. And so I encourage your listeners to really embrace the transformation for themselves and really own that change in the midst of trials um, and really reframe your thought process on how to deal with it.
0: I appreciate you saying that so much. It made me, it brought me back to, uh, when I did a speaking engagement, somebody asked me if I, if what, when when I was sexually abused as a child, did I still believe in God that did I really believe that he put me in that situation for a certain reason? And I had to stop and think and and, and say, you know what? Uh, Although, you know, that's a horrible thing that happened to me. Would I change it? Probably not because now I am the person I am. Like, like you stated, now I can help others and I can help, you know, watch out for my children and all these things. So it just, it, it took me many years to heal from that. But yeah, so I wouldn't change it because I'm still here today. And, and, you know, God just, we don't know why he lets things happen. But there's there's pain on purpose. Your mess is your message. All these things that are making us who we are now. And it's just, it's incredible. Because it takes a lot to have that way of thinking, right? To change our mindset, to make our tragedies into positive things. It's It's hard to comprehend, but... I
1: think now that I'm older, I see it. Yeah. And you know what, Annette, too? Uh, the resilience and the resolve that I have built in my character through it has been tremendous. Um, I have, you know, I, I now manage just an incredible team spread across seven states. I've built the company from the ground up. We're about 100, 100 and so consultants. And, you know, one of the things I hear over and over again from the people that I personally have mentored and taken on is, you know, there are two things that happen when Rebecca hits a wall, Right. Either you tear that wall down or find a way around that wall. But that resilience and that resolve to stay the course. I learned this from President Bush. Um, He had such a resolve in his tenacity to stay the course despite public opinion. You've got to have that resolve. And the only thing that builds that inside you is trials and, and darkness and issues. And having to navigate those things make you stronger. So for me, it's about really... You know, taking the bull by the horns, and 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 certainly don't run into conflict because you want to, right? But when it does come your way, figure out a way to navigate through it in a way that's going to make you stronger, because that strength is going to serve you in the end. Absolutely. One of the
0: things I did want to bring up was the beautiful forward that your husband read, mm-hmm. or not read, he wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, gosh, you know knowing you since you were 19 and watching you evolve as a person, even through all your triumphs, all these obstacles that not many people can stick through, stick by someone's side when they're going through all that. So I just had to say that it, it just such a beautiful testimony. I, I just, gosh. And for you guys to be married for over 30 with 32 years,
1: 32 years. Yeah. And listen to It has been tough. Um, we are both, we were both so dysfunctional growing up. He, um, came out of a single parent home. His dad died when he was five. He was a Coke addict for 10 years. Um, you know, when we came together, he's 10 years older than me. It was explosive. We were dysfunctional. We, you know, again, hurt people, hurt people. But one thing we had in common was God and our resolve to stay together. And we knew God had brought us together um, we had that little girl, that three-year-old little girl that my daughter was three that he had, he ended up taking on as his own daughter. And I tell the whole story in the book. Your readers need to read it. It's really a, an incredible yeah. story of, of how he just took us in. And, and, you know, David David had, you know, anger and, um, and explosive, you know, issues with his past. I had emotional trauma bringing those two people together. It hasn't been an easy journey, but I can tell you, even today, 32 years later, we still have to go at it and work at it. And, um, you know, we, we're going through another level in our marriage where we went back to therapy to learn how to communicate because we're so busy and we're constantly talking at each other yeah. and not listening. And so we're learning how to listen better. You never arrive in your marriage. You never arrive in your family. It's always a process of learning and embracing change and just walking in humility to learn. You know, you don't know it all. Um For us together, we've committed. We've made a stake in the ground commitment that we uh, we have a purpose together, and we have our beautiful children and our grandchildren, and uh, you know we love God and we love each other, and um, and we're working towards you know making everything better. And we we have found uh, relationships are tough. I would encourage your listeners, you know, stay the course in your relationships and and work it out because we you know we serve a big God that actually works in healing and. His purpose for you is always good, even in taking uh, bad and turning it into good.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That's a lot of the behind the scenes that people don't see, you know, and and we're, we're too ashamed to talk about it, especially on social media. Social media is good and bad. And so we don't like to put our business out there, but it is that is true life behind the scenes on how difficult it is. You know, I've been married 24 years, but man, you know, it's yeah yeah (laughs) it's hard it's hard work it's not like yeah we've been married 24 years no we've been married 24 years and this is you know this is how how life is but uh you know I appreciate you your vulnerability or no your just openness to just share everything and like you said this book it, it I mean it tells it all and so you need to go and read the all the details all the behind the scenes of
1: your life of how so so, um, and then i have to just share with your listeners president bush um i somehow you got a copy of the book i didn't i don't have access to him so i certainly didn't give it to him but somebody that um that knew i did the book sent it to him and i got a personal handwritten note from him in the mail um about two months ago and he just went on to say i read lost girl i was literally blown away by the trauma you've sustained and just went on to say how how proud he was of me that I, that I, you know, overcame and that, uh, you know, that he was proud to have served with me. And I thought, I thought to myself, I'm proud to have served you <laughs> like, right. you're president. but um, it was really interesting to get his perspective um, of how the book impacted him. And uh, it, it's, it's a raw, it's, it's Rebecca in the raw. Listen, I put myself out there in a big way. I am a public figure. I have, you know, a platform and, I had friends say, are you sure you're going to put that in there? Yeah, I kind of want to, uh, because guess what? Everybody needs to know that transparency and authenticity is so important to healing. It's, and everybody, you know, you see certain people sometimes and you think they don't have issues and it's hard for you to relate to them. Well, guess what? When people read my story even though I have a platform and I'm very successful, they're going to be able to relate to pretty much everything in there. And so I think the authenticity Americans are ready for authentic leadership. And that authenticity is what I was going for. So I'm glad that you feel it was, it was that, you know, that pointful.
0: Now, absolutely. And you're so right. We see so many public figures trying to put up the front because it's hard for them to put out there that they're going through a lot of shit. And yeah. so for, we need this, we just need to start from somewhere. So we need to just lead from the front and go, okay, here it is. This is, I mean, yes, I'm successful. Yes, I'm happy, but oh my God, it took all this stuff. And now I want to share it with you so that you can know that you can overcome it. it yeah. It's it's so difficult because people, so I've run into a lot of people who don't want to go to therapy. They don't want to see, you know, a, a psychiatrist or whatever the case is, because they don't want to. They don't feel like they can relate. So they need people like us who are like, no, this is, yes, you can make it. And because I've been through it too.
1: Yeah. So Annette, I recently was doing a stat. Um, I did another podcast on on mental illness and um, because I have, my mom was mentally ill. My twin brother right now um, is struggling with mental illness and we have a lot of mental illness in our family. But uh, do you know that only 9% of Americans seek help and therapy for any kind of trauma? Oh, my God. Imagine, Annette, the marriages that could be saved, the families that could be restored if we all went to therapy and swallowed our pride to say, hey, I I need help, you know, and I want to help. I want to get help. And so um, when I read that stat, it blew me back because I thought, gosh, you know, I love therapy. I any chance I, I have at least a once a month session today, I have a coach and I have a therapist you know, and it doesn't mean you're ever going to not need it. I mean, you want it. I want it because I want to be better. There are things at 53 today that I have to learn to do different. And sometimes it takes that third party to call you out on it and say, hey, that way of thinking is not healthy. Like, you need to rethink that. And it's okay to embrace that change for yourself and and, and work on yourself to be a better human, a better woman a better man a better wife a better mom you know it's important that is so true i am so glad you said that we need to get rid of that
0: stigma of i'm seeing somebody i'm seeing a mental therapist a a health therapist it doesn't there's nothing wrong with it and that nine percent that breaks my heart that is so sad yeah that is so sad because people are too afraid of being judged yeah. You know, but everybody uses them. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to be better and you need someone else to kind of just put your ass in gear, then do yeah.
1: it. Yeah. You and know? You know, I, I was, I was two weeks ago, we were with my husband and I were talking to our therapist and, you know, she was saying, you guys have such a close relationship. I love how you both come together and you both dialogue together and you listen to each other. In in my session, I said, well, we do it in your session really good. We're trying to learn to do it at home really good. But but how else are we going to learn those techniques except from somebody who knows how to communicate better, right? And communication is so important to success in every area, in every sphere, whether it's business or community or church or family. And so, um, you know, I would encourage your listeners, if they're struggling with an issue in their life, you know, talk to someone about it. Even if it's a trusted friend, if you can't afford the therapy or your insurance doesn't cover it, a trusted friend, and get it off your chest. And most importantly, talk to God about it, right? Because yeah. um, He promises to be with us and listens to us, and he, He's He's an open open ear for us.
0: No. And you're absolutely right. I have my circle. I don't need a hundred friends anymore. I think maybe it's my age. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need all the, I, you know, your trusted friends, but yes, I, you know, and I think it's okay to say that it's never too late to get back into your faith. You know, I, I, I lost my way many times over the years, but now I'm finally at peace and, and I'm comfortable enough to actually talk about my struggles. Cause I think we, You know, we spent so many years trying to hide from that. And I think just because of the way we were raised, you know, not talking about it, not really understanding what mental illness was. And but it's okay now. If you want to start again, you want to start over. It's not too late because he's always going to be there. And we're we're always going to be there to bring you back in.
1: Yeah. I want to I want to give your your listeners a tool. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, okay. Dr. Leaf is a renowned neuroscientist and she um, she studies the brain and, and how it impacts behavior. And she has a book, two books out, one called Think, Learn, Succeed. And she trains you with tools on how to reshape your brain to then succeed in every area of your life. But then she her new one is called How to Deal with Your Mental Mess. Oh. And this is from a scientist. Her techniques are life changing. I have applied several of her techniques to my own life. Um, When I get get super stressed out with work, with my business, we're growing really fast. So things happen and chaos happens. I have applied her meditation techniques. She has a technique on uh, seven minutes of silence, literally getting when your brain is about to explode, sitting in seven minutes of silence and emptying out your brain and learning how to train your brain. Cause she actually links behavior, bad behavior. And she links things like mental trauma, drug addiction, um, health, health issues. She links it to toxicity in the brain that starts in the brain through negative toxic thoughts and then produces health issues in your body. And so she's renowned Dr. Caroline leaf. I would encourage your listeners to research. She's got a ton of podcasts out there. Um, I love her because she's a Christian and she um, she teaches from a biblical perspective, but she's also a neuroscientist and she's really helped me a lot in my, uh, in my tools.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you, Anna. Yes, right. We need that, the book recommendations. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, so I want to know, what do you do to get yourself centered again when you feel like you're about to Lose your mind.
1: <laughs> well, so I I'm on a journey now. I've had about two and a half months of intensity, and things happen in my own personal life that I'm navigating through, and um, it's it's why I launched the Pain on Purpose series, where I'm teaching what I've been doing to center myself on things I can't control. Um, my daily routine consists of first of all starting my day in prayer and meditation. I actually sit on the couch for 45 minutes. Um, you know, you don't have to do it for 45 minutes. You can do it for 10 minutes. But for me, I have to have those 30 to 45 minutes, and I completely um, start with a blank slate early in the morning and just prayer and meditate and reading encouraging things, listening to encouraging words. Um, and then I walk the house. Um, I like to walk the house. We're empty nesters now, so I, I like to walk the house and positive and declare positive words. I tell myself that I'm going to have a great day today. Um, I declare that things are going to work out to my favor. Um, I, I speak the negative things that are in play into posit- positive things. There's a lot of power bit behind speaking your words. Um, you know, there's a lot of science behind also speaking your words and what happens around you in the atmosphere. Um, you know, I work out. Um, if I am super stressed out, um, I work out every day. Five days a week is is usually my workout. But If, if I'm super stressed out one day and I can't go work out, I'll walk my ravine across the street. I get out in nature. Um, You know, there are certain things that you have to do. I I don't, if I'm going through a a traumatic situation, whether it's personally or in my family, I make sure that I don't stay alone. I talk to my coach about it. I talk to a trusted friend. I, I, I bounce ideas off them and say, Hey, here's what I'm feeling right now. Can you, Am I rational or am I being irrational? Like, and talking to my trusted friend and coach, she'll tell me you're being completely irrational. Like, that's not normal. Like, get out of your head and, you know, don't feel that because that's not real. Like, that's negative. And, you know, it helps me to do those things. And my faith has played a central role in my transformation, Annette. Um, I could not do this journey without God. Um, I did it. My book is not a, a, a faith-based book, but I talk in there about the power of, mm-hmm. Um, that God has played in my own life and transformation. Um, I love to listen to podcasts. My favorite go-to podcasts are Joel Osteen and Dr. Caroline Leaf. Uh, Of course, Joel Osteen is America's pastor and Dr. Leaf is that neuroscientist. She's got tremendous podcasts out there. I I put my earplugs in and listen to podcasts. Um, If I am dealing with a very painful, stressful thing in my business, I don't. I step away from it and calm down before I deal with it, because I know that if I deal with it in anger, I'm going to mismanage it. So I'm learning techniques here at 53 Mm -hmm. um, that are so important to my my success and my thriving in life.
0: Do you find it difficult to ask for help
1: if you're just too overwhelmed and stressed out? So I am a perfectionist in a lot of ways, and I am also a type A driver. So I like to lead and drive and thrive. Um, I am learning that I can't do it all. Um, I've got a great management team that I'm even working to delegate more to them. Um, They're, they're very capable. They're very smart. They're, they're type, you know, they're type A's as well. And they want to take it on. And, you know, I'm doing, Annette, I'm very proud of myself. So I've owned this business for 11 years and I have never taken more than seven days off. Next month in August, (laughs) I am taking three weeks. What? (laughs) So I'm going to Europe with my husband and, uh, there's a vet going on, uh, among my team that I'm not going to be able to log off for three weeks, and I'm like, uh, watch me do it. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. I'm a business owner. I have a lot going on. This is a busy season, but I'm going to force myself to unplug for three weeks. Um, and you know what? I'm I'm getting to that point in my business where we're just growing so fast, and we have so much going on that if stuff happens and people do it wrong, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If people make mistakes, it's okay. You know, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to fix everything. We don't have to, you know, direct everything. Let people let people fail forward. Let them make mistakes, because that's how I did. I make a lot of mistakes. And guess what? I learned through my mistakes. And as a business owner and entrepreneur, I think as small business owners, if any small business owners are listening, we tend to want to do everything. But when we do everything, we just burn out And, and, and we don't empower others. To learn how to how to grow and thrive themselves through their mistakes, Um, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect.
0: You're absolutely right, and I think we are still learning how to do that. It's so hard. I always feel like I gotta do it myself. I don't know how to. I don't want to give it to someone else. But you're right. Burnout will come, and it is it can take over real. So while. I
1: do have to share one personal thing with your listeners. Cause this, <laughs> my husband would laugh at this. So my whole, my whole marriage, I have been the cook and the grocery shopper in the family. Um, that's my David's the cleaner. And I do all, I'm a chef and I actually have my own cooking show on Facebook um, every, every month or two. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And so I call it RC's cocina, but for the first time in our marriage, the last month he is cooking one meal a week. He cooks breakfast once a week and he's doing all the grocery shopping. And before he would offer to do the groceries and I would say, no, because you don't know what to get. You don't know how to pick the fruit. You don't know how to pick the vegetables. I want to do it. And you know what? It's okay. I've let him. And, you know, if he doesn't get the right brand or the right thing, who cares? You know, (laughs) I'll say next time, get this. But. He is so happy. He told me last night, babe, I'm really loving grocery shopping now. And I'm like, yes, I don't have to do groceries anymore. But, you know, um, especially, you know, as women that like to drive, we don't have to have everything perfect. We need to let others, you know, do what they do. And I'm certainly learning how to let go. I'm very busy. I'm juggling the business and the marriage and the grandkids and the children and the the nonprofit as you know, I have a nonprofit and the the book now launched in the tour. And it's like, I can't do it all. And so letting go and let others help you is so important.
0: It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that too, because it is very, it's very difficult. I don't even know how you juggle it all, but I'm so happy that you're taking three weeks off. That's huge. Yes. So huge. What, um, what advice would you give to those? Cause you, you started your business from nothing. You didn't have a lot of money, but you went after it. So what advice can you give to other uh, people
1: who are thinking about that entrepreneur life, but have nothing? Well, to- listen, listen, I had, I was an employee, a W2 employee, my whole career. And um, when I left my government career, I was a government employee with a set salary. And, and as you know, government work, once you're a government worker, it's life, lifelong employment, right? There's no chance of getting fired ever because the government workers never get fired. And so I had security, job security. But then I left um, to work for another firm and started their federal practice also as a W-2 employee and was making more than the CEO because of all the business I was bringing in. And I walked away from a huge salary to zero. Um, I just really felt strongly that I could be an entrepreneur myself. Um, after talking to my mentors and people around me and telling them what I had done for this other company, they said, you know, you could do that for yourself. Like you're bringing in their business, but you could bring in your own business and own it. And my partner who's in DC, he's, he, he owns a, a minority share of the company. I approached my partner and you got to have the right partner. And I said, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. If I started, would you help? I, if you did, if you helped, I would give you, you know, X percentage ownership and And, you know, I got a good partner and, um, you know, he's been um, he's got an IT background. I have an HR background and he's developed a lot of our web based systems and, you know, having a good partner. First of all, having a good plan, having a good partner. Don't ever go it alone. It's good to have a good partner. Make sure you have the important, the right partner. Don't go into partnership with the wrong people because then (laughs) it's disaster. And then just have your right strategy and plan on how to brand yourself. We have developed an amazing brand. I was just featured in Texas CEO. Um, your listeners can read the article on my website. Um, they did a whole feature on me and and, and why why we're different as a company um, and, you know, why we're known as human capital experts. And I, you know, I'm really proud that we have built this company based on people. Um, I am a lover of people and at AG, avant my company, we value people and our people have made me successful. So surrounding yourself with the right people, nobody goes it alone, Annette. We cannot be prima donnas and go it alone. Right. I am successful because of the relationships that I have garnered around me. By myself, I'm useless. <laughs> but I have the right people and the right strategy and the right plan, the right partner. And you know, all of that lends itself uh, to a recipe for success. I love that. It is so
0: important for us to surround ourselves with the right people, but not to be afraid to invite those people in. So many of us want to just do it ourselves. And our way is no, is the only way. And it's so important to build those relationships. And learn to trust
1: people. And listen, people are going to disappoint you. They're going to, they're going to screw up. They're going to make mistakes. They're also going to disappoint you. They're going to backstab. They're going to, and you know, you can't, just say oh i'm never trusting anybody again because i was screwed over this, this this, no you've got to trust i i have been forgiven a lot i have been given a lot and and because of that my heart is big i in turn forgive and love a lot and um and you also have to trust when uh when things go wrong and trust that you're going to try again uh john maxwell has a great book called failing forward and in it he highlights five of the top ceos the biggest ceo starbucks that failed miserably one, two, three, four, five times, but then they got back up and tried again. And so failing forward is an important strategy of mine as well. Oh my gosh. I love
0: that. Yeah. We have to remember how many businesses or how many CEOs have failed, how many times they have failed before they had made this far. It doesn't happen overnight. Maybe not even in a year or two, it takes time, but we need to have patience. It's so hard to
1: have so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell me the name of your cooking show again? So it's on my face, my Facebook page. Um, okay. It's called RC Scocina. Okay. And on my website, I also have a whole section uh, dedicated to my live feeds. I go on about fifteen minutes um, and give out my my familia recipes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's called RC Scocina. And I just I love to cook. I'm a chef, and um, cooking for me is my release. Uh, other people go shopping and get massages. I love to cook. And my husband likes to eat as well as my kids, so believe me, they're like, "Mom, when are you cooking?" <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my thing. But my recipes are on on that, and then I when I go live on my cooking show, I, I notify people through uh, my Facebook page, which is at Rebecca Ann Contreras with the middle name Ann, and uh, like and follow that, and they they can they could get notifications when I go live.
0: Love it. I'm writing this all down.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of tools on my website, and it for your listeners, I've got. Um, some workbooks that I've developed around uh, resetting in life and, and recalibrating. And um, of course, the, all the podcasts with the wealth of information I've been able to share. And so I would encourage your listeners to sub- subscribe to my website. They'll get on my automatic email blast and they'll get notified when I give away a free material or workbooks. Uh, I just am about empowering people. It's how I've lived my life. If if I could literally do nothing but, you know, walk around and empower and, and, and share my story with people, I would love that. Of course, we know we have to eat and we don't make money doing that. So but I, I love um, someone did it for me many, many years ago. And I think we have to pay it forward in life, uh, especially right now, as so many people um, are hurting and have have the need for hope.
0: Yeah, you are so right. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time out to speak with all of us today. And again, everybody go to rebeccacontreras.com, the link that's down here, scrolling through. I will also put it in the show notes. And if you ever want to just reach out, you forget to write all this stuff down, go back and watch it, reach out to me, reach out to her. But thank you so much for everything Mm -hmm. that you do. And for the person that you are, I, yeah,
1: I'm still in awe of you. And I, I think you're just such an amazing woman. So thank you so much. Thank you, Annette. And God bless you. And, and to your listeners as well. Have a great 4th of July weekend as we celebrate here in America. God bless. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.